is AIW President Matt Wadsworth, and you're listening to me right here on Wrestling Cheers. Taking your way in the world today, takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when you're straight out of Brooklyn. This is Wrestling Cheers. We'd like to talk about things going on in the independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is a review of AIW's No Sleep Tell Brooklyn from December 5th, 2015. I'm your host, Justin Summers, and Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by the Trending Topics Network and Midwest Territory. Please rate, review, and subscribe your ever listeners find podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers, Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers, and Instagram.com slash WrestlingCheers. Email if you so choose a desire, WrestlingCheers at gmail.com, and we have the merch store over at watermaneuver.net. Like I said, this is a AIW retro review of No Sleep Tell Brooklyn. On here tonight, we have Stacy. Hey, man. How's it going? How's it going? Huh? Have you, have, have you been? Uh, how's your health? My health is great. Uh, I've been feeling pretty good for a few weeks now. I still can't seem to test negative, but I, uh, I feel real good. I guess that's about as good as we can hope for right now, except for just the testing part. Yeah, man. So there's a thing where it seems like I'm probably not contagious anymore, uh, but I may just test positive for a long time. Uh, so like a super shedder thing. I don't know. This disease is weird. Don't catch it. Try not to. Every Yeah, everyone. Wear a fucking mask. Don't catch this shit. I wore a mask and I still caught this shit. So like take precautions. Don't be dumb. And we also have Ed on. Hi. How's it going, Ed? Pretty great. No complaints. Watched some uh, AIW wrestling. Uh, and then after that, I watched some Heat Up. So it's been a good day so far. Sounds very on brand of you. It does. Heat Up is back, and they're in the Sportiva, uh, wherever Sportiva runs shows with no crowd. It's uh, fucking weird. I like it. So people, it's, like, it's like a sports bar, and there's people like just sitting at tables. They're like other wrestlers just sitting at tables casually having like apps and drinks. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> great. All right, let's get into No Sleep Till Brooklyn. Have either of you seen this show prior? Parts of it. I had never watched the whole show. No, I bought it. Uh, it's up on my shelf right now, but no, I've never. I guess I mean I've seen the I've seen the parts in Wrestling Road Diaries. I've seen that. I've seen those parts. Those are the parts. And I've watched the the main event before. I guess this would be one of the rare times where I was the only one in attendance for this show. Um to, like I said, December fifth, twenty fifteen. This was early um I think we're basically a a little almost a year into Our Lady of Mount Carmel. 
And I think this is the only show that was at this venue, which you two are familiar with. And this was not intentional. Where was it? This is at the same place the UXWA is or was. Oh, get the fuck out of here. The, that church. The, yeah. The former UXWA arena. Yeah. I guess it is. Wow. And you I didn't recognize it because there's all those people. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking it when I was watching it, but I forgot to mention that here. Man, it is. I do not miss it. <laughs> Let me tell you what. I don't miss that place at all. Avenue Tap House, way better. I like the Avenue better. That place had its charm, though. Like, I went to a bunch of UXWA shows there. I like that place. We just didn't know it was bad. Once we got to Avenue, now we know. The <laughs> atmosphere at the Avenue is How hot was it in their summers, even in December? Like, uh, it's not, it wasn't that bad in December. Dude, I, sw- I was sweating so bad when we did commentary there, and that was, like, September. I mean, well, September is, is hotter than December. Yeah, but, like, that place was actually full. Like, there was a lot of people there, isn't it? There are a lot of people there. I think there might have been roughly the same. Not, I don't. I think there was more at this AAW show, but the, the last UXWA show I went to in November, I think it was the last show there. I want to there say, were a lot of people at the last UXWA show there. Yeah. That's true. But it, was, it wasn't this much. No, that was a lot of people. And I think if to me, if you look at that, that doesn't seem like a big AIW crowd, especially for a Saturday. Like, this is not, it's it, not like we're at the Winchester. It couldn't be. There's not enough room. Like, I feel like they put as many people in there as they could. And technically, <laughs> I, think, I think on this show, there was a lot of people standing ar- around the, the premises. Or the uh, the arena, we want to call it. Oh yeah, dude. There's people standing all around the edges. Like it's yeah. that room was as full as you could make it. There were people like right on top of the commentary table. There's just one commentary table, like one table that has uh who whoever the two people at that time are doing commentary, and then Traxler is like sitting beside them without a table in front of him. Like they made as much room for people as they could on that backside. They were all asses to elbows out there, Stacy. Sure were. Uh, the show before this was Hell on Earth 11, and the show after this was Keep the Change, You Filthy Animals. Yo, the show before this was dope as fuck because Ethan Page learned to control fire. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite Ethan Page. And the show after this had Tim Donce versus Brian Myers, and I saw that on the preview, and I went, wait a minute. I don't remember that match happening, and I was fucking there. <laughs> What's that tell you about it? Well, I, I tweeted about it. Even Brian Myers was like, I don't remember it either. So what does that tell you about it? <laughs> Five stars. I'm going to go back and rewatch it just because like, I, uh, I don't I'm remember. I'm sure it. it's fine. I'm sure it's a fine match. Commentary was... Wasn't as many people as been on some of these retro reviews. It was it was basically three people: Matt Wadsworth, Aaron Bauer, and the Duke. Except for the main event, which was Cliff Compton and Colt Cabana, which I feel like really really made that main event even better. Dude, Cliff Compton should be doing way more commentary. <laughs> well, I got thoughts on Cliff Compton. We'll get to him. I don't know. His commentary on this show was funny as fuck. Also, man, the Duke has been good at commentary for a long time. Matt Wadsworth, that goes without saying. But the Duke is pretty good at commentary, man. I'm trying to figure out, and like, I'm just trying to remember in my head how long he's been doing commentary. I don't think he was doing it when I first got there, but I feel like within the first year, 
But of course, I remember when Pedro was on commentary and I thought he was great. I legitimately miss him. And I think to find someone who's really good at ring announcing and really good at commentary is rare. Or just that's what it seems like. As far as I know, the only other person like that is Brandy Rhodes. (laughs) So anyway, with Pedro. Well, Pedro's ring announcing this show. Which... Uh, this is is in my notes. This is his uh, quote first return because this is <laughs> this is after Absolution Ten, where he was supposed to retire, and uh, the show before this was the last uh, time someone else rang announced. And uh, right after this, keep the change of filthy animals was the debut of Steve Guy. Who was the other ring announcer? I don't like talking about him because I don't like him. Who? Let's pretend this is Pod Van Dam, and I'm not going to mention it. Oh man, no! But on Pod but, Van Dam, they do mention it, and then Jonah puts a little beat, but <laughs> leaves the first letter of the name. Um, it was oh, it's his big old PP. Yeah, you're right. Oh, Hoggy Boy. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm editing the name, but I'm keeping everything else. <laughs> the winner of Wrestling Twitter After Dark. Uh, yeah, but I think this was a show that he couldn't make it to, so that's when. Like they had Pedro step in. It was like it was going to be a one night only thing. And then he couldn't make it to or uh, he had to turn around and not make it to keep the change of filthy animals. And that's why Steve Guy uh, got the shot. All right, let's get into some of these promos. Uh, I have very vague notes. Uh, the main fact of uh, I do want to mention there was a vine reference, Ooh. which really dates it. I like vines. Never got into vine, but that's a different story that we've already talked about, especially with Ed on here. Look at all those chickens. What's that in your hand? It's a knife. No. How about the uh, out of character promo by Cole Cabana? Yo, (laughs) I'm going to be real honest. I don't watch any of these. I skipped all of them again. (laughs) What about you, Stacey? Did you skip? I saw the runtime on this show and I said, I'm going to cut some stuff off of this if I can. I watched some of them. I did watch the Colt one, but it doesn't stand out in my memory. It's like he's being very serious. Oh, why? I don't know. I don't. That's what's kind of stuck out because it wasn't regular Colt Cabana. Uh, Maybe he was thinking about all of his money. <laughs> could have been. Colt, I have a question about your money. Can I have some of it? Quit pretending you're poor indie wrestler, Colt. Nobody is mad that you're rich. Just be honest with yourself. Give, if you want to be poor, give me money, and then I'll take all of your all of your money, and then you can be a poor indie wrestler, Colt. Well, now he's a signed wrestler. He's a TV wrestler. Oh, that is true. He's making he's making that Tony Khan money. I'll still take it. I'll still take his money. Hey, TK money spends just fine. I think probably. Yeah, man. A little startup cash for Heat Up USA. Uh, the only other notes that I have on this is the. Guys we don't see much anymore, especially now, uh, outside of, obviously, there being a pandemic, but Weird Body, Kaplan, and Josh Singh. And the thing that I, I still have an issue with, the fact that there was never really any resolution to Singh and DCR. It was just like, they're together, together, up, oh, not anymore. Man, that's kind of unfortunately been the case for Dan and a few of his tag teams where it just kind of goes away and then Dan's doing something different. Yeah, this was, I think, because I don't think it was injury per se. I can't remember why. Some, it was injury, like that's what happened with Carson. And then Ethan Page, it was just obviously booking. 
Well, man, in that group that you just named, you can almost add Frankie Flynn to that. I was being nice and not putting him on that list, but yeah, uh, Frankie Flynn too. And this is, I mean, Josh, early. Josh sings in a little bit of a different category than like Frankie and Kaplan are both at UXWA. Uh, Weird Body was on the last UXWA show. You know what I mean? Like it's just, yeah, it's been, uh, you know, COVID year. Yeah, that's uh, pretty much it on the promos. Not, not really a lot stood out besides like some of like the, the minor stuff like that. The Vine thing really dated it, but that was pretty much it. Vines are forever, Summers. Yeah, you can but watch them. They're all there on YouTube. It's just great. find a compilation compilation of them, man. Just find a good one. Sit back for about 12 minutes. Watch them Vine. I watch all my favorite Vines on TikTok. No, that's nope. not how that works. Nope. Ugh. TikTok's not even like the coolest character in Return to Oz. Not even close, no. I wouldn't even name it like that's of all the characters that you're gonna name that app after him, you wouldn't name it like the Wheeler. The Wheelers are creepy. Yeah. Everything in that movie's creepy. <laughs> that movie's terrifying. I don't know. I like TikTok, but that's a different story. Let's get into this opening match. First up we had Marion Fontaine versus Big Mo versus Eric Ryan versus Rex Brody versus Space Monkey versus Jerry. And I think this is the beginning of everything with Jerry. And I want to say, but I'm not 100% sure whether this was the debut of the AIW superstar Jerry banner. It's it's there the whole show. <laughs> Big and on camera. Love that banner. Jerry was so over. <laughs> what Jerry a weird was time, man. way fucking over. You know who else was weird over on this show? was Rex Brody. <laughs> and this was his, uh, I believe, his second show. I think he debuted at Hell on Earth. And he retired this year, so he had a five-year wrestling career? Uh, no. Oh, well, he was a pirate long before he was a stuntman. Yeah, I was about oh. to say, <laughs> Rex Brody, five years, but there was the previous character, too. I forget his name. Oh, yeah. Morty shows- Rackham, right? Wasn't it Morty Rackham? That sounds right. <laughs> pirate named Morty Rackham? <laughs> man fontaine's so good dude yeah man he really is i miss the megastar a lot and i'm sad covid took that from us uh i had forgotten about that i wanted to see more of the megastar i miss the megastar so much but i still love this version of fontaine and this is obviously when he had it he's had it really honed down kind of to Basically to where he's at now. He's, he's had it going for at least five years, if not longer. Do do you guys think the great Fago spot would work today? No. Oh, God, no. Because, I yeah, that was one of my reactions. I, I forgot that happened. And when I seen yeah. it, I was like, ooh, no. The only thing that I could take out of it now is Eric does like ICP, so Fago, fine. But, yeah, that. Yeah, you know, there are a few things that didn't age so well on this show. That's one of them. Uh, but, I mean, I don't know. I, was, I wasn't I was there when they were figuring out spots in this show, but Mo didn't seem to care, so I guess that's okay. Uh, Space Monkey did banana spots. I like those. Like the banana peel spots, those are awesome. I miss Space Monkey. Oh, fuck I wish yeah. Space Monkey was around more. We haven't seen Space Monkey since early no end of 2018 really i i won it wasn't his last match of the volleyball cavern <laughs> the volleyball cavern. uh well, yeah to the party pass. that yeah. probably was yeah we went all 2019 without him 
and we're now going to go all 2020 without him. R.I.P. Volleyball Cavern. It is no longer that. Sad. Is he still there, do you think? Oh, maybe. Maybe that's what <laughs> happened. He's still at the cavern. Uh, he didn't know he left it. I, I hope not. I interviewed him last year at a different venue. Didn't you say Weird Bodies on Monkey Twitter now? Oh, yeah. Weird Bodies <laughs> all about monkeys. Man, maybe he can figure out where Space Monkey is. Maybe Space Monkey's on Monkey Twitter. Space Monkey can talk now. Well, Space Monkey could always sort of talk. No, well, he has a little little thing that goes, a collar that goes around his neck that allows him to translate monkey to English. He's got a cane voice box. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> voice translator. <laughs> what did you guys think of the, the Rex Brody spot where he, quote, gets injured? But, I, I mean, obviously you can tell, especially with the, uh, the voice Pedro's using. Right. I, I thought that, like, no one... Under the age of like thirty, probably knows evil can evil is, and even gets this joke. I think, I think <laughs> it was lost in a lot of the audience. Yeah, I think I think evil can evil's cool, but I'm with Ed. I don't know that a lot of people get it. I'm sure there were some kids who thought he was like Johnny Knoxville or something. <laughs> oh, that should be the next gimmick. No, I don't want to be Johnny Knoxville. He has to use a catheter every day. What a living hell! Hold on, what? Johnny Knoxville broke his penis doing a jackass stunt, and every day has to use a catheter to break away calcified rock inside of his pee hole. Like, just... Man, fuck that. It's <laughs> fucking terrible. What a terrible way to live. That's awful. But now I know who those fucking catheter commercials on right-wing news TV are for. <laughs> They're for Johnny Knoxville. That's right. He can fly a plane. With Man, his he's really his pocket. He's really missing out on an opportunity there to cash in on some commercial work. <laughs> and this is why you book Ed for your podcast because he will bring you random facts that you didn't know your show needed. You can hit him up at Pod Van Dam and add him to your show. You listening, yeah. Bix? <laughs> I don't know if, if we talk about Bix and I put him in the description, Does is he going to tweet us or me and I ask like what, when, when we talk about him? He's a mysterious boy, that Bix. I don't know. He's hard to predict, like a drunken swoggle. That is unpredictable. <laughs> Unless he gets really drunk and you got to carry him out of the room. Or he falls asleep in a booth sitting up at good company. <laughs> no, man, I'm the one that gets carried. And sometimes I'm not even that drunk. I'm just lazy. I don't want Dustin Alberti to carry me. Man, I don't want to relive that night. <laughs> I remember birthday drunk Ed in Winchester drunk Ed. Yeah, we're uh, listen. If wrestling comes back next year, you're not going to see drunk Ed because I I promised God, Jesus, and the Bear at Regency Square Mall that if wrestling could come back <laughs> to the Odeon in 2021, I won't drink. That that was a dangerous promise. I think it's pretty likely at some point in 2021 wrestling comes back to the Odeon unless the Odeon shuts down. I know. And I promise God, Jesus and the bear at Regency Square Mall. The bear is the important part, really. Is this like when you uh, you challenge me to that sauce sabbatical? Yeah, which I would have won had had I been motivated. What was the stipulation you came up for me was I had to wear a poppy shirt. I don't even remember. I this think so long ago. <laughs> This is like what last WrestleMania? Yeah, you you came cool. up with it. You're like, oh, and if and if I drink 
oh, if I make it all the way through, you got to wear a poppy shirt. And I'm like, wait a minute. What the fuck do yeah. I have to do with this? You're the one that come up, came up You're with this. You're in on it. Now you were in on it. That's how peer pressure works. <laughs> it's true. All right. What did uh, you guys think of the choke slam spot? That was the next thing I was going to mention. The the Dundertaker sextuplet choke slam. I like that they forced Tom Dunn in on it. Yes. Yeah. He was reluctant. I somewhere have a clip of this in slow-mo from the front row because I thought it was fucking great. To me, I was gonna I was gonna mention this early on, like the two matches everybody talks about, you know, Kikutaro, it Colcabana, and also Tracy Smothers and Grado, I think are the best two matches on the card. But this one is also one of my most memorable matches for this card, and I think really lines up great with that tone that it it felt like it was supposed to be of this comedy show with um, the the whole DVD thing going on. Yeah, I thought this match was really good. It's rare when you see Tom Dunn on a spot, but it, it fit and it was great and I loved it. It was no. Here's the problem: is it wasn't rare for a while. It was like every show, Tom Dunn's fucking choke slamming somebody. <laughs> I'm glad we backed off on it. So when he does do it, like it means more. But there was like a while, man. Where like Tom Tone was just choke slamming people left and right. I think the rarest thing in this is that you got Eric Ryan in a comedy match. <laughs> and he said good. Really good. I want to say, I don't think this was Big Mo's first AIW match. I think he had a one or two before. But he he's a dude I'd love to see back in AIW more. Though Big I, Mo's around UXWA every once in a while. Though I, I often forget that Big Mo was a part of the FBI for a while. That, I think, was the best run of anything I've seen Big Mo have. That worked really well. Any other thoughts on this match? Nope. <laughs> All right. It was uh, Jerry getting the win. Yeah, he did. And then he got like that an intense title shot after that, right? And then won that. But really, if you have that banner, aren't you always winning? Correct. Unless, unless you're Virgil. Virgil also has that banner. Is Virgil yeah. winning? I mean, sort of. <laughs> I'm sure if you ask him, he is. You might be right at the next uh, show is when he won the uh, intense title, but it was uh, it was another scramble match. Jerry, king of the scrambles. All right, let's uh, move on to the next match. Next up, we had Josh Singh and Dr. Daniel C. Rockingham versus the Weird World. Fun fact, if I'm correct, this was the first time toilet paper was used for Dr. Dan. Ooh, historic. Fun fact, too. The toilet paper was supplied by Chandler Biggins. <laughs> nice. He gave it to all of us. I, don't, I mean, someone I don't know if someone else brought it, but he was he's like, here, here, throw this at him, throw this at him. I'm like, all right, fine, whatever. And then it was another show after maybe it was at this next show or not too long after this some dumbass put lotion on uh toilet paper and threw it at dr dan like an idiot what yeah someone took toilet paper just pumped a blot of lotion on it and hurled it at dr dan i think it hit him well that's not nice why that though why those two things that's weird that's like uh one time when i was a kid uh one of my friends put Dish soap on bologna and threw it on somebody's car. And I was just like, that's a, those are two weird things to put together. Well, I mean, I think, there's a reason to put bologna on somebody's car, but the dish soap. Dish soap, yeah. What's the, what's the point of that? What did that add to it? Not a thing that <laughs> I know of. 
cleaned the paint that was going to peel off. I guess, I right? I don't know. It's real weird. Man, the crowd, aside from throwing toilet paper at Dan, somebody started a kill yourself chant. Um, I think it was Bill Taylor. It was. It was. It's clearly him. That's awful. Quit it. But guys, real question, is Dan a secret member of 440? Because he was wearing the gear on this show. (laughs) I I missed the green and black. Yeah. Yeah, whole different era of fucking Dr. Dan Bagley. I love how he's helped redefine that character more and more. If you go from his debut to now, it's just he's made it better and better. And now to when you look back and watch it, it's like, wow, he looks fucking weird. Also, uh, speaking of Dr. Dan, this was the, one of the few times I have ever heard DCR chants in favor <laughs> of Dr. Dan. I tried to start him a lot, and it just never happened for some reason. Yeah, they just don't catch on. I don't. I don't yeah. get it. I don't get it. I used to yell at people that uh, this man went to Yale, and you're fucking all trash. <laughs> like, where? Some of you didn't even graduate high school. This man went to fucking Yale. Just respect. It's ridiculous. Any other thoughts on this match? Yeah, I missed the weird world a whole bunch. Yep. Also, worldwide has a hell of a hot tag. It's. What he a does. pop, man. People are big into that. The Lake Erie Monster, one of the greatest moves in the history of wrestling. So good. Oh, man, I miss the weird world. And uh, are, are we going to talk about the finish? That would that would be next. All right. Uh, no contest as Ethan Page yeah. fucking comes in and kicks everybody's fucking ass. Yeah, man, this was so wild when it happened because I remember a bunch of us thought like, Holy shit, they're going to do Weird Body versus Ethan Page for the title. Oh, I <laughs> wish. I wish. We, we all thought that was coming up. Like, the at the February show is going to be Weird Body against Ethan Page. Why isn't that a match I can go back and watch? I don't know. That's the perfect time to do it, too. Oh, boy. Or, like, you build up to it to, like, gauntlet because, like, that's like the Royal Rumble, right? Like you can throw somebody in like like a Bob Holly against the Brock Lesnar. You can do that at the Rumble. So yeah, Gauntlet, you just build up to it in a weird body versus Ethan Page for the title. The thing that I love about uh, Ethan Page is no matter where you pick in like in his uh tenure of AIW, it's like you get a, sometimes you just get a different Ethan Page. Like this was uh Satan Ethan Page, the devil Ethan Page. And uh, I forgot how much I love this character. Dude, that's the best Ethan Page shirt. Which was really just another version of another shirt that he had. He just, yeah. had, I think he just added the devil thing to it. Yeah. E- easy money. It's awesome. <laughs> that's who he, he, see, if he, uh, if he would ever wrestled in Blackcraft, he could have been that Ethan Page. It specifically said when he came out, everyone, I am Satan Ethan Page and I have fire powers. And then goes on about his match. You know, it's funny. I had a black craft thing written down for later in this show. It's got oh. multiple references. Yes, it should. I mean, outside of black craft, how many other times have you ever heard a hail Satan chant? Oh, I've heard it. A bunch. I mean, I go to at a wrestling show. <laughs> let me, let me, okay. refer, let me phrase that. You I got to specify. I didn't, I didn't finish the sentence. My bad. But yeah, how many times, like, how many wrestling shows are you going to go to and hear that chant outside of black craft? Not a lot. I don't even know if I heard it at Blackcraft, to be honest. 
And I was at a couple of their shows, like almost all of them. Yeah, I don't remember either because it was like fucking three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so, any other thoughts on the? Okay, because uh, what we had, had with this, I didn't really mention that Ethan Page comes out completely, kills everybody, throws a fireball in Josh Singh's face, causes him to go rate DV, uh, DVDs after after this, but calls out AIW and was did he call up? No, he didn't call up Biggins. It was another show I watched where somebody called out Biggins. But kind of talk shit on the school because Ethan Page, the new champion at that point, wasn't on the flyer, wasn't even announced. And, you know, he won the match and then Candace comes out. I couldn't really hear her. I think the I don't know whether it was smart mark video or the sound system or whatever. Sometimes when people talk, I couldn't fully understand them. Well, I mean, it couldn't have been those microphones. <laughs> they were perfect every time. <laughs> I mean, there would be no reason why someone would have to use two at one time. I mean, I've never seen that happen before until now. But yeah, the this leads into Ethan Page versus Candice LeRae. Outside of what I've already mentioned, I have no real notes on this. Uh, Ethan Page does a diva hair whip, and it's my favorite part of the whole match. And there's like a really good false finish where like you almost believe that Candice LeRae is going to win. And then like they take it home after that. Pretty good match. Uh, it's, it's, it was... Didn't overstay its welcome. Uh, I don't know. I love Ethan Page a lot, so I'm never really going to say anything bad about an Ethan Page match. Yeah, and Candice LeRae, she can uh, she can kind of wrestle, huh? Yeah. How about that? Well, Stacy, the thing with Ethan Page is that uh, it's not confidence. It's I've all heard, ego. I've, I've heard. I've yeah, heard. It's all ego. And then I was thinking with this match, too, you have Candice, who's in WWE right now, Ethan Page, who's in Impact, and Referee... Jay Clemens for this match, also in WWE. Two hundred five live, specifically the A show. Is two five live's not a thing? Yeah, it is. Dewey yes, Foley it is. writes it. <laughs> Dewey Foley's the man in charge there. Wait till Vince gets a hold of it. Vince doesn't know this thing exists. That's never gonna happen. Like there's, there's no way. I'm telling you right now, there's no way at any point during the week does Vince McMahon utter the words, "What are we doing on two hundred five live?" Not even, nope, not once. <laughs> it's never happened. Not yet. Never, never. <laughs> There's a better chance that he cares what's happening at NXT UK. It's not a real thing either. Yeah, only thing I got here is a win by Ethan Page. Well, that's accurate. All right, let's move on to the next one. Frankie Flynn versus Cliff Compton. Uh, I forgot about this fucking match happening at all. This was actually uh, Cliff Compton's last AIW match. <laughs> For a fucking reason. <laughs> well, he Frankie Flynn was fucking crazy over at this point, though, man. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they he got was. Frankie over big. They let Eddie Kingston beat the fuck out of him. That fucking Eddie Kingston feud is low-key one of the best AIW feuds ever. It was so good. I mean, it was his last match, too, because I think he retired like six months later. Good, man. Because I don't know if what you guys think, but Cliff Compton fucking sucks. He is fucking bad. <laughs> I mean, he got over because of uh, because of the art of wrestling. That's what I, that's what yeah, it, I yeah, felt I like to me. To I listened to him talk about the great power Udi, but I don't want to fucking watch him wrestle ever. I get why he retired six months. He looks fucking in rough shape. He, this was not good. This was not good at all. Cliff Compton was very bad. 
but so good on commentary, or at least better than wrestling. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I have no other thoughts on this match. How could you? It was like, just the wow. I couldn't. That man was in the WWE. He got paid to professional to be a professional wrestler on the biggest stage you could. Domino. Fucking A, right? It's, that was... He was bad. He was bad. He put Frankie over. <laughs> Good. Thank God. Good on him. Like, he did chop Frankie really hard. <laughs> like, really fucking hard. <laughs> Giant red mark on Frankie's chest. Probably felt it for a day or two. Which, as we're recording this, it's his birthday. <laughs> Frankie or Cliff? Frankie. I don't know when the fuck Cliff's happy birthday, birthday is. All right. Happy birthday, Frankie. Yeah, happy birthday, Frankie Flynn. You're a very good blast. You're a very good wrestler. Cliff Compton is not. Yeah, Cliff Compton's a dude that I just, up until this show, I was like, oh, yeah, he was a thing for a, a while, and I forgot about him. Dude, wasn't he just Dice? Like, isn't that kind of what he ended up doing? Just being sure. Dice? Like, <laughs> I mean, the one AIW match of his that I remember, and I know he, he had more than these two because I actually did look it up on cage match and I was like, Oh, I forgot about this match. Oh, I forgot about this match, but it was him versus Brian Myers, which turned into a SmackDown tag team champion match of like, who was the, who was part of the better SmackDown tag team champion. And they, one of them, I can't remember which one brought out the SmackDown tag title that they had. So they had like a weird championship match. That is okay. That's weird. I like that, but and the answer is clearly Brian Myers because yes, there's I, no he won. Brian Myers won. Yeah, I got nothing else on this. Are we are we good? We good on this? Yeah, I uh, yeah. was that Cliff Compton is not very good at wrestling. Sorry, Frankie. Frankie, you're great. You try like God bless you. You went on like I said. This is around the time of the Kingston feud, and that shit was awesome. And this just wasn't it because Cliff Compton is just. A f- barely mobile like domino was he i thought he was deuce I thought the other dude was domino that's not no one google it promise me neither one of you <laughs> would google. it's not important enough for anyone to google i think i heard he- <laughs> <laughs> i think i kind of googled it the other day and i saw that he was deuce but i could be wrong <laughs> well now i'm googling it out of principle <laughs> <laughs> Google, what do you say? You say sprint is slow. That is what you say. Oh, uh, retired professional wrestler, better known by his ring names, Domino and Cliff Compton. Okay, that was wrong. To be fair, I I always confuse them anyway. And I am probably the first person who has Googled Cliff Compton in (laughs) at least a year. Again, I legitimately Googled him the other day only because I was like, why the fuck do you retire? I don't remember. Oh, I guess you did just say you did that. So, you know, fuck me, right? <laughs> but outside, but I wasn't Googling for his name. I was like, hey, what the fuck happened to, to fucking Cliff Compton? He was around a lot. And then I remember something happened. And I don't remember what, because in 2020, I've seen a lot of wrestlers disappear for one reason or another. And I th- it was something medical. Did he keep coming back and doing commentary for a while? Because I remember shows where Cliff Compton was there at Mount Carmel. I want to say he did, but he it was never announced like, hey, Cliff Compton's going to be on commentary. I think it, there was a, a show or two he might have showed up at. 
because I think around the time of this show and afterwards, he was working with Ring of Honor. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, I want to say that's was the last company he was with was Ring of Honor. When I think Ring of Honor, first name that pops in my head, Beer City gone. Bruiser. All right, let's move on to the next one. Openly admit, this is not one that I have a lot of notes on either. Alex Daniels versus Matt Cross. Only note that I have that Alex Daniels was legitimately injured on the finish, and you could kind of see him uh, favoring his one eye. Just tell he's uh, there's something that happened, but that's pretty much it. Yeah, M Dog's great wrestler. Alex Daniels was a great wrestler, and that's why it sucks so bad that like he's a piece of shit because like he was good at what he did. It's not like I don't know if like. You find out if like the glitch Skylar faded is like a piece of shit. I don't think it, it sucks as much. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, Alex Daniels is really good. And that, that fucking sucks. I'll give him this at this point. He didn't have that terrible ass Ben Affleck gimmick. Dude, it's so fucking cringy. So bad. <laughs> it's fucking brutal. Just brutal. What does the real life Ben Affleck mean? That doesn't make any sense. Like any at all. And I and I can't be convinced that he was thinking so meta that he was like, no, that's the point is it doesn't make sense. There's no way. He got one streamer. I don't know if there's anything sadder than just one person throwing a stream. <laughs> what color was it? It was blue. That's the saddest color. That's like the equivalent oh. of when a band's playing and just like two dudes start a mosh pit, but nobody else like it's just those two dudes pushing each other almost reminds me of a show that i went to in kent where the uh one of the opening bands had more people for them than the uh headlining band that happens all the time fun fact if you've ever heard of the band uh that that band that opened up later changed their name to foxy shazam oh i always thought it was the beatles (laughs) because you love the beatles and that band later became Paul McCartney. That band later became Poppy. <gasps> Which version? <laughs> the superior the metal, metal version. You would. The new metal one? Not interested. Not, not for me. My Poppy makes terrible pot music, and her best friend is a potted plant. This Poppy's best friend is Triple H. <laughs> it, seems, it sure seems that way, man. All right. Anything else on uh, Alex Daniels, Matt Cross? I got, I, I got nothing. M Dog is his regular self. Love him for it, but I got, I got. Oh nothing. yeah, man. A lot of good flippies. To Big steal man. a line, to steal a line from Ed TK. I know you're listening. Give M Dog some money. Put him on your TV. Yeah, but make him talk with that voice modulator thing, like the, they made him do in Lucha Underground. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Kane and Space Monkey. <laughs> No, his was yeah. No, his is like. Do you remember it, Stacy? Made him yeah. sound like this. Yeah. <laughs> for some reason, like. Man, Lucha Underground was so good for like a. There's that moment in time where Lucha Underground was great. Yeah, that season ends with Aerostar being a literal spaceman that shoots into space. It's <laughs> good shit. Plus, like, can you Matt crosses the scene honestly for like. Having to like interact with Ivalice for like multiple seasons. Yeah. Uh, Matt Cross got the win. Move on. Yes. 
Next up, we have Kikotaro versus Colt Cabana. And uh, early on, uh, Reese gets motorboated. Yeah, he does. It's like a raspberry he gets. That was fun. He gave him fun little kisses on his belly is what I wrote. I think I've seen that clip multiple times. Never gets old. Dude, I had never seen that before. I didn't know that ever happened. I was fucking losing it. And then somebody tries to shame Reese for it. I could hear him in the crowd right after. That's that's what? me. Yeah. I think it was me, but I think it was as a joke. <laughs> well, that was mean-spirited, Summers. <laughs> I'm not sure, but when even when I heard it, because I was sad, I said, Reese, this is a family show. Man. That sounds like me, like the voice. <laughs> like, I've been happy at times in my life, but I have never been Reese getting the Colt Cabana Raspberry happy. You look pretty happy. That was him and his element. Now, now what's worse? Uh, Reese, this is a family show, or Dr. Dan, kill yourself. Well, <laughs> hey, man. I, yeah, that's not. But that's like, you know, like bad things. Could, there could be different levels of bad, and it's still all bad. Did you see how happy Reese was? You were trying to bring down <laughs> his joy. I was just trying to joke. It's a joke. Who cares? But at whose expense, Summers? At whose expense? <laughs> did Kiku kiss anybody's bellies on the way out? <laughs> he did not. But Kikutaro is the best. I did. I man, I wish Kikutaro was on every AIW show. I was like legit thinking when I watched this, like I want to see Kikutaro versus everybody. <laughs> yeah. I want to see every wrestler versus Kikutaro at some point. I've never seen Kikutaro have a bad match. How many times do you think we've seen him since this? Because this was his AIW debut. Five. Maybe like, yeah, like four or five, probably. Yeah. That's like the, the cool thing about it. Cause like we've seen him a lot or at least, you know, at least five times since then. So it wasn't this like one off thing. We got to see more crazy fucking matches. <laughs> Didn't Man, Summers, just name any wrestler. Any wrestler. Doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. Marion Fontaine. Imagine Marion Fontaine versus Kikutaro. <laughs> oh, that'd be fun. That'd be great. This is the thing. You could name anyone. Kane. Kane versus Kikutaro. Be fucking awesome. Like Kikutaro might be the perfect wrestler, guys. That might be true. Because think about like Jock Samson versus Kikutaro was fucking great. <laughs> yeah. That was a Tequila Jack show, right? Yeah. It was so good. Kikutaro might be a number one draft pick. Like if you're starting your own wrestling company. Heat up USA. <laughs> I can't, yeah, man, I can't even, like, if that, if somebody who started wrestling company is, like, the first person they signed is Kikutaro, I get it, because it's Kikutaro versus anyone, and you're at least getting, like, a really good match that people will be happy with. What about all those times Kikutaro has snuck into NXT? Invader. <laughs> Kikutaro's also, like, a great social media follow. Justice. Yeah, man. He likes a burger. Yeah, I remember when everybody pointed him in the direction of Swenson's. And he finally got some, and he's like, Justice. He's the best. I think up until this show, I, I kind of forgot how much I loved and missed him. Because he's another dude we haven't seen in a while. Yeah, yes. Ethan Page at the Winchester is the last time he was here. You wrestled Ethan Page at that show, right? That's who that was? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I do know that this is like when this show like picked up for me. Like, this was... 
this was rough getting through for a little bit. And it's not like it's a bad show. It's just that like most of these usually I think comedy wrestling works better live than it does like watching it back on DVD. Agreed. But then like Kiku and Cole are both so good at it that like this is when it really picks up. The balloon spot. It's oh, a baroon. So good. so good. I mean, it's it's something that some of us fans that were around for this show, like we quote a lot. I think it's just because that spot came out of nowhere to us. Though, if you watch the Wrestling Road Diaries, they talk about before the show, they see the balloon. And they're like, oh, we're going to put that in the match. But f- fucking great. Just with this being the introduction of Kikutaro going back and rewatching it, I was like, oh, yeah, he's he still does like like that spot at the end where he talks to the crowd like he still does that. And some of the other like just some of the subtle comedy bits uh, absolutely kill it. I don't know how that guy's not a TV star in Japan. Like, it just seems to be like that guy should just be like over his fucking Japan. He should have like his own fucking show. He should maybe have his own fucking show here. So good. Uh, I just looked it up. The last time we seen Kikutar was at the Winchester, but it was against Dr. Dan. That's who it was. Yeah, he held him in that GDT for like three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love Kiku's finish. That's one of my favorite finishes ever, holding that GDT for like three minutes and talk to the crowd about how great of a crowd they are. Ego was on that show, though, right? Yes, he was. Okay, that's where that happened in my brain. Kiku Taro wrestled in XPW? What? Yeah, it's not under Kiku Taro. I'm not going to uh, attempt to pronounce Japanese. <laughs> I've had that problem on the show before. No. Yeah, because I, I pulled up his cage match. and His cage match goes back to fucking 1994. Yeah. Been wrestling for a while. I um, think at one point he was a serious wrestle boy. I mean, last time. Well, that, was, that was a mistake because he's really good at being this. Yeah, right? Okay, the match I was thinking of, I want to make sure this did. Ha- we did actually see this. Dick Justice versus Kikutaro. Yeah. At. Nick and Dick's excellent adventure. Oh, that was a good match too. And then <laughs> Kikutara was involved in Space Monkey's last AAW show, his last AAW match, I should say. Really? Colcabana, Kikutara, PB Smooth, Space Monkey, and Swoggle versus Doctor Daniel C. Rockingham, Duke Money, uh, Ethan Page, and MJF. Okay, yeah, I remember that match now. Yeah, there's been so much great Kikutara that I just uh, completely looked over. Isn't he? Uh, doesn't he live in Vegas now or the United States? Last I knew. Uh, last I knew he was in Vegas. Yeah, it's a cheap flight. Warhorse versus Kikutaro. I would watch it. Danhausen versus Kikutaro. Yep, I'd even. Yeah, sure. Kikutaro would make it good. <laughs> Kikutaro is the because these Kikutaro is the perfect wrestler. What was that? <laughs> that was a Simpsons meme that looks like a GIF. So I clicked on it, and it's actually a video. It is uh, Bart Simpson stabbing fish, saying knife goes in, but they put New Jack's face on him. <laughs> Kiku Taro versus Bret Hart. Like yeah, now Bret Hart? Like- yes, dude, he'd make it work. He'd make it work. Even now Bret Hart, yeah. Well, that would be perfect for now Bret Hart, because he doesn't really have to, like, work. You know what I mean? Like, he's got to do a couple. He wouldn't even have to take a bump, really, even, maybe. That'd be fine. All right, we got to talk about the... Do you count it as two separate matches or or what, where uh, Kikotaro gives up? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. 
<laughs> that might be the best spot in the match. Like he's rolling the one direction, then rolls the other way, and he's like, "Oh no, I tap out." <laughs> so good. <laughs> gets yeah, it's two matches. It's it, a rematch. Yeah, gets the match restart or uh, a new match started, and then he gets right back in the same hold. <laughs> Dude, and his whole spiel in between the two matches about like traveling from <laughs> I Tokyo. I flew. Oh, it's so <laughs> good. Mm-hmm. That's that's what got me to think about it because when he was he was given that speech about oh I came all the way from Tokyo blah 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 I was thinking oh, that that's right this was the first Kikutaro match in AIW and now he's we've seen him so many times like so it's not just like oh I I, came, I flew all the way over here sat in a car and you know I lost like oh man you're gonna come back a bunch of times because we fucking love you yeah man that's an instant ticket sold to me for anybody within like two hours of here who books key Kitaro, yeah i'll probably be at your wrestling show agreed any more on this match that's all i got just key Kitaro is the greatest congratulations colt on being rich <laughs> <laughs> uh Cole cabana won both matches if that's the way you want to look at it but yeah let's move on to the next one in a match that we would probably not see we'd probably see more than once i think at the at this arena maybe Brian Carson versus Kaplan. Uh, Brian Carson, who kind of messed up on his entrance. <laughs> just a little. He just ate a little shit coming around <laughs> that corner. <laughs> I don't know. Some dickhead in the crowd might have started a botchamania chant. I don't know who. Oh, fuck. Dude, him and Kaplan had some folks there, though. Oh, yeah. Like Both of them had a had a, a little popski there when they come out through the curtain. Because this was the Mayfield Powers exploding. <laughs> this is like the start of like folk hero Kaplan. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because <laughs> like, like, I think the idea of Kaplan is better than Kaplan. You know what I mean? It's like the rarity of them. It is like I I think folk hero is like the perfect way to describe it. Like an AIW folk hero. He's He's very much in a Jerry category at this point. Yeah. Where, like, both of them are these things from AIW history that if they show up, everybody's like, oh, shit, because there were all these great little moments with them. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, man. I, I might even disagree that Kaplan needs to be, like, in those little things. Like, I am of the belief that whatever it is, Kaplan had it. Like, there's something about Kaplan that when you see him, when he comes out through that curtain wearing, like, a fucking landscaping shirt and some <laughs> shorts and elbow pads and knee pads you're like i want that guy to beat somebody's ass i want to i want to see that dude beat people up like i think kaplan would have been a great death match guy like if he would have ever taken that route and just been like yeah i'm doing death matches he would have been my favorite death match guy <laughs> i like kaplan he no sold those fucking punches at the beginning loved it takes that bump through the table all by himself it's real good this has to be like what Kaplan's like second AIW match because they just debuted. At, they all debuted at Fresh Meat before this, right? In like September or October, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. And, and I've never watched it, but on commentary on this show, I learned that he wrestled Pondo, and I need Dude. to see that. Oh <laughs> yeah, bonkers. That's what I'm saying. Like right out the gate, Kaplan is like this fucking folk hero. He's like. <laughs> So weird. It's the weirdest career of any like AIW student for sure. Now I gotta wonder how far into 
uh, Kaplan's career was he? At this match or the Pondo match? This match, because I yeah, don't. Yeah, this has got to be like his second or third match to, uh, tops. The only thing is, I don't think Kaplan has a cage match. Yeah, his name's not clickable. Yeah, that makes him even more of like a a folk <laughs> hero. It does it just adds to it the lore of Kaplan? Yeah, because Fresh Meat. It was a handful of shows before. It was Fresh Meat, then technically on. It's not a regular show, but Girls Night Out, so Kaplan wouldn't be on that. I don't think he was on Big Trouble in Little Cleveland, and then Hell on Earth 11. And if Kaplan was in a match, nah, he wasn't. Because I'll say it had to be a scramble. One of my favorite things at Mount Carmel was when Kaplan would just randomly show up. Yeah. In, like, work gear. <laughs> like, not, like, ring gear, work gear. Like, like whatever shoot job he was working, like, construction gear. And just hang out and watch the show and like eat pizza and drink beer. <laughs> it always it always left that wild card of like, is Kaplan actually on this show? Oh no, no, he wasn't on this show. He's just here. Different from like when Greg Iron would just show up and hang out. Because like people were excited Kaplan was there. Yeah, this might have been Kaplan's second AIW match. Semi main. <laughs> Co headlining, yeah. yeah Semi main. Go Kaplan. Yeah, I'll have to do more research on that. Cause I wonder if he was getting mega or UXWA matches around this time. Bix, do a journalism on Kaplan, on the career of Kaplan. <laughs> I think that's most more suitable for you, Ed. Oh, no. My journalism is just where I harass wrestlers on Twitter. Yeah, Bix does actual journalism. Yeah, Ed, I just... Ed does a journalism. Those are different things. <laughs> yeah. What about if your name's Drake? Oh, uh, probably terrible. Uh, <laughs> and that counts for all Drakes, like... But specifically that one Drake, he's real bad. No, not like Drake from Degrassi, right? Oh, no, he was fine on Degrassi, but rapping. Yeah. Remember when he rapped on Degrassi and it like no. took away the spotlight from Ashley and she was like salty about it? I do. I do. What about uh, Drake Maverick? He'll oh, always be spud to Drake, me, man. He's, like a, he's a fake Drake. Yeah, that's like okay. he's spud. That's But we don't like younger drakes no drake is the words <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's no q question about that <laughs> <laughs> any more on carson versus kaplan this was uh it was the first time we got to see it we could see it more after this and uh this is this is not the time i thought this was the time that kaplan impaled himself onto brian carson and it wasn't that comes later i also would be way down for like if AIW is looking for stuff to cover in between having events. A whole Kaplan episode would be great. Like I could take another Kaplan episode. That's fine. It's that time of the year. All right, let's move on to the main event of the show. Tracy Smothers versus Grado. Well, how do you even talk about this? It's fucking insane. Uh, uh, I have notes. They they vary from topic. First thing that I noted is right as uh, the graphic shows up on the screen on IWTV, there's 44 minutes left in the show. And I was like, well, this isn't a 44 minute match. So even a 40 minute match, maybe 20. Um, If you count the minutes of actual wrestling, I don't know that it's a 10 minute match. When Ed was talking earlier about comedy wrestling working live, I, I think kind of this match, like I didn't necessarily feel the same way, but I also, it's not being able to hear certain things that were said on the microphone during some of this stuff, but what do you mean? Those mics didn't work perfect. 
<laughs> nope. Unless, unless you use both of them at the same time. <laughs> and even then. Uh, man, one thing that hit kind of weird and hard for me at the beginning of this is that like Tracy starts talking about a bunch of people who had just died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck is that about? That yeah. That's not the first time I, Tracy I'd ever seen Tracy do that. I mean, that was the first like, hey, I just found out five minutes ago so and so died. But he'd always pay homage to probably like people who passed right around that time that he he knew. Oh yeah, no, I'm not shitting on him for doing it. It's just, you know, with him just passing, it yeah, was kind of yeah, yeah. like, oh man. I don't know if it sets the tone for your comedy match that you're hoping for. Like, I don't think it helps that, but... Oh, man, man, like, I don't know. If if it's able to be done, he did it, so... I guess no harm. <laughs> I mean, with, with Tracy, he always could go to the Browns to, like, make everybody just hate him. Like, all right, you know, so, so-and-so's passed away, but you know what? They're probably better off better off dead because you know they don't have to watch the browns play anymore ah and then you know that <laughs> that was good for all right fuck you tracy oh and within minutes of him going somebody said some shit and he was like shut up i'm trying to work <laughs> love that shit another Tracy's is the best another dated you know re- reference in the show was johnny manzel i was like oh <laughs> Yep, that was 2015. All right. Yeah, that fucking sucked. So they're trading the mic back and forth, right? Him and Grado. And in my notes, I wrote, didn't they have two mics? And then like minutes later, it's like, oh, no, they do. And now they have to just use both of them at the same time. <laughs> the spot where the chain kept getting the chain stuck farther in his taint. <laughs> yeah. Every time he reached it's so stupid. So two two of the reasons why I said Cliff Compton needs to do more comedy is the moment when he's like, when did Tracy Smothers become a Godwin? <laughs> like, Grado, and he couldn't have known because, like, in commentary at AIW, you can't see what's going to be on the video, like what shot's going to be there. But there's a shot, and you can clearly see what Cliff's about to reference. And Cliff goes, "Look at the nutsack on that guy." <laughs> Dude, Tracy says multiple times how much he hates Cleveland and how it's a shithole, and he hates it. And then, like twenty minutes into his speech, he's just like, "This is my town." <laughs> it cooked me. It says, "No, it isn't. You said it wasn't a lot of times." <laughs> so good. I'll forever love Colt's quote of calling a cheap pop a real fago move. Real fago? Yo, but real talk. How honestly, honestly, how nice is the crowd to play along with this? <laughs> like, they respect and like. Yeah. <laughs> it's just wild. You know, another thing that stood out to me, too, is like, so I very much associate the Confederate flag with like, you know, hillbilly cousin fuckers, right? And I appreciate that Tracy Smothers, while wearing uh, cousin fucker gear, makes fun of them too. <laughs> like he's he's above the cousin fuckers, even though he's wearing their flag. I don't know if it's something we've seen more in recent years, but the talk Tracy talk chant stood out. <laughs> yeah, like we were like, no, no, keep talking. This is great. Well, dude, multiple times I've heard Tracy say at shows, like, nobody paid to watch me wrestle. (laughs) (laughs) 
I did when he meet... tells that. Oh, okay. no, you go ahead. I was just going to say, when he tells that little girl to shut up, or the little girl telling him to shut up, man, this is so good. <laughs> and then he calls that... the little girl a bitch. <laughs> He's going to kick that little girl's ass. <laughs> then he calls her a rat. No, no, t- no. T- it's important. He tells her, don't oh, not be, a to rat. be a rat. Yeah. <laughs> it's a positive message. Dude, if you want to know, like, Tracy Smothers just does not work for, like, not wrestling people because I've explained all of these things that have just made us laugh so hard to the girlfriend. And she is just like, why is it funny that he called the girl a little bitch? I'm like, I don't, because it's wrestling, man. I don't know. Like, it's absurd. It's fucking crazy. I mean, the little girl wasn't offended. <laughs> like, you could tell she was like, oh, yeah, well, and she was coming up with her own. That little uh, girl was so happy. She was part of the show. She was having her best day. Dude, she she stole Tracy, the show. But Tracy was trying to go after her and fight her. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was Clemens holding her fucking back. Holding him so back, good. I mean. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I, Dude, and the Tracy dance? The Tracy dance is great, too. And it happened about a half a dozen times in this fucking match. We get the signature dance off and sing off. Jesus. This show also made me really want Grado to be able to come back and do another show. Dude, much like Kikutara, like when watching this match, I was like, fuck, I miss Grado. I'm like, what the f- When's the last time we see fucking Grado? But I think he just got busy over in Scotland with acting and everything. Yeah, he's on like a TV show over there. Now. Yeah, and I'm sure that pays better than coming over here and doing some indie spots. Yeah, Grado. Remember when Grado was on TV over here? That was wild. He was on Impact for a while. I think the the little girl stole the show. Like it's one of the things I vividly remember, and it it made this match even better. It didn't make it worse, that's for sure. <laughs> Dude, a high point for me is at the end when the crowd chants "Get the fuck out," because I was at a show once where they yelled "Get the fuck out," but it was a whole different mood. It was like you know the club saying "Get the fuck out." <laughs> there was still wrestling happening in the ring you were there ed you remember (laughs) r.i.p blackcraft oh man kikutaro versus matt justin i would watch the fuck out of that match that would be amazing i feel like i've been wanting that forever just so kikutaro go justice just picture kikutaro hitting justice with a chair it'd be great he would somehow make it funny I want to say with this match, I meant to go back and rewatch at least the Cleveland parts of the Wrestling Road Diaries. I believe Tracy had his keys in his overalls or whatever, and because he, he couldn't find them after the show. And there's like there's a clip of that in Wrestling Road Diaries. So th- through this whole match, he has his keys in his pocket. That's fucking crazy because uh, when I watched him wrestle at Old Wrestling, he wrestled that entire match with his cell phone in his pocket. Did he have like a old t- just like a flip phone? Sure was. Yeah, it was like a flip phone. It was in his pocket. You could see it the whole time. I would have been disappointed if Tracy Smothers had a smartphone. (laughs) Yeah, that just doesn't fit. Any other uh, thoughts on this match? Um, This match did this weird thing where, like, it felt very long, and then the longer it went, it felt less long. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, there was a point where I was like, Jesus, okay, I get it, I get it. But then, like... It kept going even past that. And then I feel like it started like that. Then it hit for me. Oh, yeah. It felt long by the time that like Tracy leaves and then Grado tells him to come back out. Like it already felt long then. And then it feels shorter. (laughs) Yeah. 
It was uh, great out. They got the win. I got nothing else to add to this match or, or I don't know about you guys. Uh, I'm good. Yeah, just as nice. This is probably the best Tracy Smothers match, or at least the most memorable one in AIW. So yeah, that was nice to review. I don't know. I like the Tracy stick, man. I get, I just, he's an old man that just yells a lot. <laughs> it's nice. Does dance every now and then. Yeah, man. I don't, I like Tracy Smothers too. I've been a Tracy Smothers fan since like the nineties when I was younger watching wrestling. So like, I don't know, man, I never let any of the shit that some other people that bothered them bother me. I don't know. I get it. I get why some people feel the way they do. I like Tracy Smothers and I thought this was a fucking really good show slash match. Cause really when you look at this whole thing, like there's way more good than bad on this show. This is one of the scramble matches really good. This is one of those things that if you had asked me a year ago about this show, I'd have been like, Oh, like this is one of my favorite shows ever in AIW going back and rewatching it. Those three matches that I mentioned earlier, like three of my favorite of the show and the rest, I don't know. They just, they don't hit the same with me as they did when I was watching it live. And I think maybe Frankie and cliff, I liked more when it happened, but rewatching it, like I said, it's just, didn't hit the same but i still think those those other three matches are very good especially like starting off with that that scramble open there was no yeah, the be- there scramble, was no better way to start yeah the scramble the kikataro match and the grado and tracy match are all great any other final thoughts on the show as a whole um that it's just i don't know it was a good show like i i did i enjoyed watching it uh but yeah the middle drug a bit and uh but yeah, all like the comedy matches hit very well for me, so that's good. Um, and Kikataro is the is the perfect professional wrestler. At some point, I think I would like to see a bar show that is like almost all comedy matches. I agree. I think ever since I've seen this show, I've been wanting a full comedy show, but I think those are hard to pull off. Well, I think you've got to have something as like a palate cleanser in between in a couple spots, but. Mm-hmm. I think if this show were to be booked now in AIW, obviously outside of being a pandemic, but with a lot of the resources AIW has, with a lot of the uh, people on the roster now, I think it could be done. It can be done better. All right. Any uh, final thoughts or last minute plugs before we go? Stacy. Um, I just put out a new episode of Super Fantastic all about the best Friday the 13th movie, the final chapter. Um, so that is out there on Spotify and, uh, Apple podcast and, you know, wherever you get your, your podcasts from. And then later this month, Ed and I will be diving back into Chris Chan after a little bit of a break from, uh, the, the world of Christian Weston Chandler. So that's going to hit at the end of the month, beginning of next month. And that Friday the 13th episode was really fun to listen to. Especially when I just watched it for the first time the night before. Oh shit! That was the first time you've seen that movie. Yeah, we've talked about this. Like, I didn't really uh, watch any Friday the Thirteenth before last year, and our tradition that we do is outside of the watching horror movies in October. When I have, to, I always make sure there is a Friday the Thirteenth in there. But on every Friday the Thirteenth after that, we try to like outside of October, we try to watch a whatever Friday the 13th is next. Man, I forget that you haven't seen those. Like, you do tell me all the time, and I forget. It's just, I guess it's, like, strange to me that anybody hasn't seen them. 
so, such an institution. So like when that episode was released, I was like, oh, that's perfect because that's the the movie that's up tonight. So literally I watched it and then I had to work a random Saturday and I, I threw that on and that was, it was fun to listen to. Cause I'm like, oh, that's great. That's everything's like fresh in my mind. Yeah, it is to me, hands down the best Friday the 13th movie. There are others that might be more fun and their, you know, opinions differ, but I'm, I'm pretty partial to that one. It definitely has the best Jason in it. I'm kind of in the, I don't want to say minority, but I really like three and I didn't get to watch it in 3D. Oh man, you should. If I get, if I ever can find a way to watch it in 3D, I will. Oh, there's, uh, what version do you own? Um, like the one, was it an eight movie pack? That was out before this year, before the the big box set came out. Has oh, okay. So you you own like the multi pack, the old multi pack. Yeah, there's a there's an individual um, release of three that you could probably get pretty cheap at like the exchange that has the old timey 3D that you can use the red and blue glasses with and watch it on whatever fucking TV and it'll be 3D. Okay, I'll have to go look look for that when i get a chance and it comes with glasses like i'm sure if you buy like a used copy of it somebody's lost the fucking glasses and they won't be in there but it came with like like glasses that had like jason shit on them okay but that was like a that was like a dvd release in like the mid 2000s yeah um and then i think the new the blu-ray set has like modern, like they did the modern 3D to it, or maybe it's still the blue and red 3D, but that's out there too. So there's there's ways to see it. I strongly recommend seeing that movie in 3D. All right, Ed, let's talk about your horror movies. Um, Goosebumps, The Haunted Mask. <laughs> spooky. It was spooky when I was a kid, man. It freaked me out. Night of the Creeps. Night of the Creeps, yep. Sleepaway Camp. Monster House. So it's a girl house. <laughs> that movie's so good. Oh man, I quote that all. Like I've never seen the movie, but I, if anybody goes, oh, I will go. So it's a girl house. <laughs> you never seen the movie? No. Oh man, you got to get to it at some point. At some point, I might have some other horror movies I need to get through. But anyway, uh, Ed, uh, final thoughts or last minute plugs? Uh, last minute plugs. All right, uh, I'm on Pod Van Dam. You can listen to that. On Spotify and Apple Podcast app, and we go over the weekend wrestling Twitter, and have a call-in segment, and then we have a Patreon, Patreon.com/slash PodVanDam, five dollar, ten dollars, one dollar tier. The five dollar gets you the Discord, where you can come in and watch uh, wrestling with us on Tuesday nights. We've been doing that, and it's been pretty fun. It has. I'm in that Discord. It's a good time. I'm in it, but I'm not as active anymore. We have to come on a Tuesday night and do, get in the voice chat. We're going to watch some pro wrestling with us. Yeah, we even watched some death matches the other night in the voice chat with uh, professional referee Jake Clemens. He was in there with us. And, of course, you can find myself at jsummers330 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, which I can find the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers, Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers, and Instagram.com slash WrestlingCheers. Email if you so choose as I rushing at gmail.com and we have the merch store over at watermaneuver.net. Like I said earlier in the show, please rate, review, and subscribe to ever listen to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.podbean.com. And if you need direct links for any of those, there is a link tree in the podcast notes. 
Also, check out our friends on the Training Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, Your Vision Showcase, Spanish Announce Table, and Wrestling Without the Dude. Check out our other podcast friends, such as Let the Hate Flow Through You, Pod Van Dam, Super Fantastic Podcast, It's Evolution Baby, Virtual Pros, The Indie Cast, Sobros Network, Biff Radio, Off the Hop Rope, Game Marks Podcast, We Like Sports Podcast, Powerbomb Jitsu, Spotlight Series, Fully Posable, Doing the Favor, Positively Pro Wrestling, Row One, Seat One, IWTV Guide, At Odds with Wrestling, Marks with Mics, Dark Match Podcast, and Porch Talk. Check out our other non-podcast friends such as Thrift Store Jobber, The Savage Dash, The Mystery Men, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, Happy Hour with Steve Guy, Co-Host Wrestling Show, Good Company, Toy Hio Toy Show, Time Capsule Toys, Stay Tough, Smoking Jay's Barbecue, Wrestle Void, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when you're the devil known as Ethan Page. Later. It's the Wrestling Cheers. Get up on your feet. Brighten in your day in the middle of the week. And you gotta love the show. Yeah, you know it holds a title for the best podcast. Talking wrestling in Ohio. Finishing a cold one. Take a load off. We ain't all about the prohibition like Josh. So we cheers. And then we sit back. Other shows are in the trash. Kinda like they nixed that. Like the name is Matt Justice. Wearing all the gold. Wrestling Cheers is coming to a close. The number one podcast going in the game. And one day everybody's gonna know the name. It's the Wrestling Cheers. This is Platinum Max. Signing off. Ohio. Good night. The world. Good night. We love you. We'll see you next week.